Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. What is up, hockey fans? This is the Golden Edge Podcast, the podcast for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Talks about hockey. I am Ben Goats, your uh, Golden Knights beat writer for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And boy, uh, do we got stuff to talk about today. I know I told you guys last week that we were actually supposed to take uh, this week off from the show. Uh, plans change, apparently, because there was obviously some huge news in Knights World today that I felt we absolutely had to talk about. And that, of course, is the announcement from the team that Robin Leonard is expected to miss all of the upcoming season after it was determined that he needs to have hip surgery. So there's so much to talk about there in terms of how it affects the team, what the Knights do from here, who they turn to in net, and of course what it means for Robin Leonard and just his future with the team as well. So, so much to get into and so many tentacles to explore today with this story, which I'm sure we'll continue to talk about for potentially, you know, until the Knights next season ends. But before we get into it, I just want to remind everyone that the Golden Edge podcast is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports. Uh, we are presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal. Please check out all our written work at reviewjournal.com. We've got obviously a big news story up on this on the website today, tomorrow, which a lot of you guys will probably be listening to, uh, which by tomorrow I mean Friday. We're hoping to have a story up on kind of the night's options, where they go from here, that kind of thing. So I encourage you guys to check all that out. Uh, and of course, we are also presented by Blue Wire. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, it's going to be a solo show for me today because, of course, uh, our lovely colleague Matt Atencio, who helped sub in the last little bit, is off to greener pastures. So we're very excited for him. But that means that uh, for now, we thought this would be a good time to kind of figure some more things out. Uh, that is false because we absolutely have to discuss what's going on with Robin Leonard. So details, you know, to hit the news off the top are still very scarce as of right now. Basically, the entirety of we know was summed up in one tweet by the Golden Knights, which Robin Leonard needs hip surgery. He is expected to be out all of this upcoming season. An exact recovery timeline is TBD. So he's supposed to miss all of this upcoming year, but exactly when he would be ready to play again, we don't know. Um, no one from the Knights has spoken yet. Leonard's kind of camp or Leonard himself, because uh, he's known to do that with his shooter count, have not spoken out yet. So we're not exactly sure, you know, when this injury happened, if it's a new injury, if it's, you know, reaction to an old injury, exactly how and kind of when it was determined that he needs surgery now, because obviously this announcement coming on August 11th, which is, you know, a little bit uh, more than a month away from when the Knights start rookie camp and then their actual main training camp will start, I believe, the September 21st. So we're about 40 days out um, from camp, six weeks-ish or so. And this is being announced. So, you know, why? Why wasn't this done uh, sooner? Was this, you know, an issue that they hope would get better? Were they hoping to avoid surgery? We don't know that right now. That all hopefully will be information we get in the coming days and the coming weeks as we kind of continue to ask questions about this story. But obviously what everyone needs to know for now is that Leonard is not expected to be around this year. Obviously his health was already a question mark even entering or before this news because he had shoulder surgery early on in the off season, you know, before when general manager Kellen was talking around July 14th, when free agency was opening, it was still being determined whether Leonard 
you know, would be ready for training camp. He was expected to come back to Las Vegas to finish up his rehab from the shoulder surgery in late July. And then the team, once it's got its kind of medical people and its training staff around Leonard, they were supposed to get a more kind of concrete idea of whether he would be ready for camp or not. And obviously about almost midway into August. Now they've determined that not only is he not going to be ready for camp, he is not going to be ready for the regular season. This is obviously, you know, a huge blow for the Golden Knights. They've already traded away left wing Max Pacioretty, right wing Evgeny Zdanov, and defenseman Dylan Coughlin this offseason. Uh, Pacioretty instantly has, is going to miss a lot of time for his new team, too. The Carolina Hurricanes announced a few days ago that he is expected to be out six months with a torn Achilles that he suffered in off-ice workouts at the Hurricanes complex. So that's obviously very unfortunate news for Pacioretty. Uh, but still, whether he got hurt with the Hurricanes or not, the Knights are going to be missing his production in the lineup no matter what next season. And adding Leonard on top of all these other subtractions is going to be difficult for this team to overcome. Leonard, you know, while obviously he's had to deal with a lot of things in terms of being the goaltender that's followed Marc-Andre Fleury or competed with Marc-Andre Fleury uh, for playing time, during his time with the Knights has still been a very successful NHL goaltender for his career. He's still under contract uh, three more seasons with a $5 million cap hit. Now, one of those years, of course, is probably going to be spent on long-term injured reserve. And even though I think it's important to point out, even though Leonard did not have his best statistical season last year, he had a 907 save percentage, a, a 2.83 goals against average. Uh, his record was still kind of probably the best of the Knights three goaltenders. He was 23, 17, and two. He did a lot of work kind of keeping the Knights afloat, especially early on when they suffered a lot of injuries. And it's a lot of advanced metrics still think that Leonard performed pretty admirably last season. I looked at moneypuck.com. They have a statistic that's called goal saved above expected, where basically they take a bunch of shot data, you know, shot locations, where they're coming from and determine, okay, how many goals would we expect someone to score on this goaltender based on where these shots are coming from? Uh, Leonard, you know, in this kind of more advanced metric, ranked 18th out of all NHL goaltenders, and there were 119 that played in the league last season. So I think a big thing that fans got frustrated with is that Leonard's kind of surface numbers were not great, but a lot of things that happened last season where the Knights, of course, were so shorthanded up front they were so banged up so they had to push for offense a little bit more than they would like to at times where they would send the forwards kind of deeper into the offensive zone or even ask the defensemen to pinch up a little bit more in the offensive zone because they were having a harder time scoring and generating good looks and of course when you do that what you're susceptible to is if the puck gets behind your guys then all of a sudden it's much more easy for that other team to create an odd man rush. And so Leonard faced a lot of odd man rushes last season. He got scored on, on quite a few odd man rushes, which is not necessarily his fault. He of course, you know, saved plenty too, but I think that's kind of where, you know, the difference between his surface level numbers, not being great. And this kind of one advanced stat still looking on him pretty favorably last season comes in where he was facing a lot of high quality shots because of these two on ones that opponents were getting or breakaways and those were a lot of the things that were kind of leading, leaving him susceptible. You know, and it's also not necessarily his strength is defending 
odd man rushes. He's a very technical goaltender. He's got that huge frame. He's not necessarily the most explosive guy post to post, but if you can kind of get him in a set defensive structure where the puck is moving around the defensive zone and he kind of knows where his defensemen are going to be, he can read plays out very, very well. He's very sharp in net. And once he gets his angles kind of correct, it's very hard to blow the puck past him because he just doesn't have a lot of holes with that huge body of his. And so, you know, that's why he's been successful in the past. It's why he still, you know, had a modicum of success last year, even though the Knights, you know, defensive structure around him wasn't always the best. And it's why I think there was, you know, legitimate reasons for optimism for him next year, if he was going to be healthy, because the new system that Bruce Cassidy is bringing in that he touted as a goaltender friendly system as his introductory press conference, I think would have suited Leonard really well and still could suit Leonard very well if he is healthy in time for the 2023-2024 season. I think it would have been pretty fair to expect, once again, if Leonard's shoulder had healed up, which we thought you know, before today was going to be the main issue heading into next season, that he was due for a big year, that he could, could have had potentially even the kind of year he had with the New York Islanders where he was a Fesna finalist and helped that team win the Jennings Trophy in 2019, when, of course, then helped the Knights win the Jennings in 2021. Now that, of course, is off the table, and we'll have to see what the future holds for Robin Leonard, when exactly you know he gets healthy, and what the reaction kind of will be whenever he gets back in the net for this team or another team, because just so much has the potential now to change for the Knights and the makeup of their kind of goaltending department in the next year so we can now switch to talk about where the knights kind of turn in terms of next year's you know goalie tandem goalie duo or however they decide to patch it together i think obviously the first guy that you've got to look at is logan thompson was very impressive as a rookie last year 10 5 and 3 9 14 save percentage 2.68 goals against average actually the best numbers out of the three goaltenders that the knights used Last year, in terms of surface level, Robin Leonard, of course, Thompson, and then Laurent Brassois. Now, Thompson, you know, I cited that kind of more advanced set earlier, wasn't quite as seen favorably by that as Leonard, but still was seen pretty favorably. And I think just, you know, the eye test uh, watching Logan Thompson last year, you could tell that he was very impressive, especially for a guy that didn't have a lot of NHL experience. He only had one appearance for eight minutes heading into this year. And instead, when the Knights were kind of fighting, for a playoff berth at the end of the year in kind of tough games against the Sharks, against the Stars, against the Blackhawks. Thompson more than held his own. Uh, of course, you know, you think back to those three games I just cited. The Knights lost all of those in shootouts. Thompson was 14 of 17 in those uh, shootouts, and he went 0-3 because the Knights went over 17. So Thompson only allowed one goal in each of those three shootouts, still got the loss in all three of them, which is, you know, very, very tough luck for him. But I think, obviously, if you're the Knights, you can look at those games and see promise of a guy that really battled in there, really showed that he has the capabilities to potentially play in the NHL, which is remarkable in and of itself because, of course, Thompson you know, is 25 years old but was never basically a prospect uh, coming up. He you know, had to go to school after playing junior hockey by none other than Kelly McCrimmon, who was, you know, in charge of the Brandon Wheat Kings at the time where Thompson spent his junior career. 
Thompson goes to Brock University in 2018-19, which, you know, Pete DeBoer compared to the equivalent of, you know, a Summerlin softball league and then going to the NHL or the Major League Baseball in terms of the transition from Brock University uh, to the NHL, just miles and miles away competition-wise. But Thompson does very well there, gets some professional opportunities, goes to the Silver Knights in for the 2021 season, ends up being the American Hockey League goaltender of the year, kind of puts himself in position to be a depth guy heading into this past season. And then as injuries start to strike the Knights goaltenders, he does get his opportunity and he ends up running with it and having a really good year. So much so that when the Knights season was over, he got the call to joined Team Canada for the World Championship and participated in that. And it was interesting to talk to Thompson during that tournament because I got him on the phone uh, for a brief conversation. And you know, he's very confident in himself and his abilities. You know, I mentioned, like, I think I showed that I can be, you know, a number one kind of starting caliber goaltender last year he's like I was relied upon a lot to play a lot of games and I think I showed that even in my brief kind of NHL sample size that I have what it takes to stick around now whether you know he can actually back that up will be now all of a sudden one of the most fascinating questions of the Golden Knights season and kind of could determine how far they go if they make the playoffs at all if they are able to advance in the playoffs that truly might end up you know hinging on Logan Thompson's development, or at the very least, can he sustain the level he was at last year? I think it's obviously a fascinating question. He is an older guy at 25, so you would expect there's not you know a ton still for him to add to his game besides just getting more experience, getting more reps, which is so, so key for goaltenders. But obviously, going into next year, teams, I think, are not going to be as surprised by him anymore they're going to have scouting reports they're going to break down video he's now going to be the guy that they kind of prepare for as you know opposed to I think he probably caught some teams off guard a little bit last season they didn't have a big book on him and they weren't sure necessarily what to expect I think back to that Dallas game you know I think it was a late breakaway by Rupe Hinson overtime and Thompson kind of stuck out his glove because he's a right catch goalie which is pretty rare most goalies are you know, left catch. They have their glove hand, you know, in their left and they're holding their blocker, which holds their stick on the right. Thompson's the opposite. He has catches with his right hand and holds a stick with his left. And he gloved down a Rupe Hintz breakaway and Rupe Hintz kind of looked back at him like, you know, your glove wasn't supposed to be there kind of thing. Like that's not what I'm used to. And so, you know, those kind of moments where opponents seem genuinely surprised by Thompson and kind of what he can do, you would have to imagine we get kind of, you know, fewer between kind of further and fewer between next year. Now that teams will be able to look at him a little bit and determine kind of the best ways to attack him. And then it'll be up to Thompson to kind of readjust and figure that out, how guys are attacking him, try to close up those holes. And so it'll be, you know, kind of an interesting back and forth next season. And like I said, whether he's able to do that and kind of rise above you know, what normally happens to a lot of young NHL goaltenders that maybe surprise early and then fade back to the pack, you know, quite a little bit into their career, you know, we'll see whether he's able to buck that trend, so to speak. Uh, then, of course, you got to go to where when healthy, you would, I would think still Laurent Brassois is going to be the backup. Now, you know, if slash when healthy 
is doing a lot of work there because Laurent Brassois is also uh, coming off an off-season surgery like Leonard was even before this next one was announced. Brassois had hip surgery uh, after playing his last game for the Knights uh, on March 15th last season. So he missed the second half of March. He missed all of April, did not play, which opened the door for Logan Thompson to get as much runway as he did. You know, Brassois was playing pretty decently before kind of the injury seemed to pop up. And then, of course, he really struggled down the stretch. Uh, General Manager Kelly McCrimmon described you know, Laurent Brassois' quote-unquote nip and tuck for the opening night roster. Uh, when free agency started about a month ago, July 14th. So that kind of tells you, you know, it's definitely not a guarantee that Bersois will be ready to start the season. It obviously makes it sound like Bersois is probably not going to be ready for the start of camp and may miss a decent chunk of camp, which would certainly put him behind the eight ball compared to Thompson, especially when it comes to getting adjusted to, you know, a new system under Bruce Cassidy, kind of different positions where players might be in the defensive zone. So it might take Bersois some catching up to do which is why I think Thompson would potentially start the year ahead of him. You know, also you have to look at, you know, Brassois' career and he, you know, is a 29 year old guy who has been a career backup, but hasn't gotten into a ton of games. So you're probably not looking at him as a guy that's with Leonard out is just going to rise up and kind of shoulder the load for this team. I and mean, played in 24 games last season before, you know, getting hurt and getting shut down with that hip injury. And that was the most he's ever played in an NHL season. It was his most starts 21 and most games 24. And if those are what he's maxing out at, obviously if you're the Knights, you can't count on him to start the majority of your games most likely. So, which is why, you know, I talk about it. it seems like Thompson's going to really have to, you know, take the job and kind of run with it. Um, Cause you look at Brassois as well, even if, he potentially was ready for a bigger workload. You look at his career numbers and obviously they don't necessarily paint the picture of a guy who you necessarily want starting, you know, uh, three times a week, if you've got four games or two times a week, if you've got three, I mean, for, you know, his career, which is 106 NHL games, Laurent Brassois is 42, 41 and eight with a 905 save percentage and a two point, you know, eight, four goals against average. Those numbers are perfectly fine. They are perfectly adequate for, you know, an NHL backup. Those are not numbers that obviously get you excited. If that's going to be your starting goaltender and the guy that you're going to be relying on to get you to the postseason, which is why I think, you know, Brassois is fine as a backup to potentially start the year if he's healthy or early on in the year when he gets healthy. But counting on him to kind of be the guy to step up and replace a lot of what Robin Leonard has done for this team is probably not going to be uh, the best idea. So that's why it seems like so much of this is going to come back to Logan Thompson and whether he can take either another step or just kind of stay where he was at last season, even as the league around him adjusts. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. The 
other guy to think about, I think, in this mix for the Knights is that they did sign a guy in free agency, kind of as veteran insurance. That was Michael Hutchinson. He's 32 years old. You know, he's made you know, over 100 NHL appearances in his career. He's a career 55, 55, and 15 guy with a 905 save percentage, uh, 2.79 goals against average. So, you know, when McCrimmon talked about that signing, he just kind of mentioned like, look, like a lot of teams went through goalie injuries last year. So it seemed like there was kind of a shortage of goalies this offseason because so many teams were just trying to look for one extra guy who could potentially come in and play a few games if, you know, a crazy situation arose because with COVID-19, especially last year, just seemed like so many teams kind of ripped through more goalies than they ever have in a season before. So the Knights did pick up Hutchinson. And now he kind of slides from a you know, potentially number four kind of insurance role to uh, possibly a number three guy, possibly the number two guy to start the season if Brassois is not ready to go. Uh, the big question, of course, about Hutchinson is that you know he seemed perfectly fine and capable as kind of a great class in case of emergency guy is a guy with plenty of NHL experience who you know you would hope because he's been in that crease many times throughout his career would not kind of necessarily embarrass you or give you no chance in a game. Um, but he didn't have a great year last season. I mean, he gave up six goals on 42 shots faced when he was in the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then even in the American hockey league, he had an 899 save percentage in 28 games. So, you know, he's 32 years old. You're not quite sure what's left in the tank there. Like I said, I think he was a pretty solid signing in terms of a guy who, you know, if it gets you get low on the depth chart, you've got a guy with at least some experience and you're not rushing, you know, some guys from the Silver Knights like Isaiah Seville, who only appeared in eight uh, AHL games last season after his college career was over. He's still getting his feet wet at the pro level. A guy like Yuri Patera, you don't have to rush, you know, and potentially start him in games that he might be overwhelmed. And then you've got a guy that at least could give you kind of, you know, a solid floor there as a potential now number three goaltender. But Michael Hutchinson is still probably not a guy that the Knights are going to be excited if he ends up starting a good chunk of games for them. Um, so with those kind of three guys as their main internal options, you know, Thompson coming off his rookie year, Brassois kind of veteran backup, and Hutchinson, you know, a veteran kind of depth guy, I think a question a lot of people will have of like, is this enough? And should the Knights be exploring the goalie market now? Because of course, what, what Leonard's injury is going to do for this team is that he is likely going to be on long-term injured reserve the entire season, which, you know, if the Knights decide to use it and, you know, it's a little bit more complicated um, than this, but this is the best way, you know, I can explain it without doing a full deep dive of like, if the Knights decide to use it this off season, Leonard's injury essentially gives them an extra $5 million in spending power. So I think a lot of people are going to wonder hey, can the Knights go out and get some help in net potentially now that Leonard's gone? Uh, the answer to that question is going to be, it's going to be difficult. Uh, we're talking, you know, on August 11th, NHL free agency opened on July 13th. So the market is pretty well and good picked over, especially when it comes to goaltenders. You know, I, can sort kind of the free agent list on cap friendly right now. There are only two goaltenders who appeared in at least 10 NHL games last season that are still, you know, officially unsigned. 
there is Braden Holtby, who of course beat the Knights in the 2018 Stanley Cup final, made that huge save on Alex Tuck in game two that the Capitals have basically like immortalized. They have like a you know, whole case built around it in their arena. He appeared um, quite a few games with the Dallas Stars last season. Of course, the problem with Holtby is that uh, according to TSN, he has a lower body injury and is likely just going to be sitting out this upcoming season. So the reason, of course, that a you know veteran with as much experience and as much success in his career uh, like Braden Holtby is still available is that he's likely to still be available this entire uh, year. So even though Holt- you might see Holtby's name appear on like free agent lists, he's not necessarily a guy for the Knights to target because it does not appear that playing is in the cards for him this upcoming season. Uh, the only other guy that appeared in at least 10 NHL games last season and is available is Andrew Hammond, who you know a lot of Knights fans might remember was the goaltender for the New Jersey Devils when they beat the Knights at home late in the year in a very crushing game for the Knights' playoff hopes. Um, but he's still a guy who's you know 34 years old, did not post a good save percentage last year in his NHL appearances, and uh, he's unsigned, but he has signed a PTO professional tryout agreement with the Florida Panthers, which basically means show up to our training camp. If you do well, we'll think about signing you. That's the kind of offers that Andrew Hammond had coming off his last season. I don't think he's necessarily a guy that obviously you're looking at and being like, oh, this will be some huge upgrade that we have to go out and get to, you know, supplant one of uh, Thompson, uh, Brossois or Hutchinson. He's probably at the Hutchinson level. So he's not a guy that the Knights are probably going to quick go out and grab. So there's not really anything for them to get in free agency that would represent any sort of like kind of Leonard sized replacement. Now, in terms of the trade market, there's at least some interesting names that are worth batting around. Um, but even then, you would have to think at this late in the offseason, a deal's pretty unlikely unless the Knights are willing to send an old, another goaltender back the other way to kind of make it that team's uh, or make it worthwhile for that team. Because obviously, if a team trades a goalie right now, just like the Knights, they'd be looking around being like, well, we can't, you know, we can't sign anyone. So we need someone back to kind of give us that depth. We're not just giving away a goaltender and leaving ourselves with only one more next season. So that's really tough because you're kind of talking teams out of the plans that they've already made for themselves this summer, which might mean it would be expensive for the Knights to go out and acquire a guy that they like from another team, even a team that is potentially rebuilding um, but some names to kind of bat around, keep an eye on. Um, the one that I think would be interesting would be Semyon Varlamov of the New York Islanders. As I said, had a very long and distinguished career. was actually a first-round pick of George McPhee when he was still with the Washington Capitals. Uh, Varlamov is you know, 34 years old. He's played in 560 NHL games, has a 916 save percentage over that time. Very capable goaltender. Um, the reason he would potentially, you could think, be available from the New York Islanders is that they've got their kind of number one guy set in Ilya Sorokin, finished sixth in the Vezina Trophy voting uh, last season. He's going to be the guy that's going to take up the bulk of the starts in net. And Varlamov is on the last year of his contract with a $5 million cap hit. And so if the 
Islanders want to go in the market and kind of spread some cash around a little bit. You know, there's been rumors linking them to Nazem Kadri potentially in the past. He's still available and on the open market. So if the Islanders wanted to clear cap space to go do it, you can trade Semyon Varlamov to a team like the Knights. And then that way the Knights have a guy who, you know, very recently when the Islanders were making, you know, their back-to-back semifinal runs the same years that the Knights were doing in 2020 and 2021. Varlamov was the guy for them, you know, at the time. So he's a proven guy who has tons of playoff experience, could potentially fill a number one role, can take on a lot of games for the Knights. You know, he started, you know, 63 games in his career as recently as a couple of years ago, we started or appeared in 45 games. He would be able to shoulder a huge workload, which could be appealing to them. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, this would all make sense only if the New York Islanders also agree that it would make sense for them, which probably either means a, the Knights have to give up something significant because the Islanders have them over a barrel or I think obviously the pretty likely scenario is just the Islanders go like, look, like we think this is our one, two goalie tandem that we think is very successful. And uh, we don't want to, you know, give him up. So we'll see if that goes. Another guy, Anton Hudobin, who beat the Knights in the 2020 bubble, actually got demoted to the AHL last season, really struggled and was not able to work his way back up. So, you know, he could potentially be an option. But once again, that's a contract that the Stars buried in the minors last year. And so they would, Knights would probably be doing the Stars a favor by giving them off of it. Uh, the last thing, I'll mention is that uh, the Knights don't necessarily have to use this extra cap space that they got uh, in this, you know, potential moving Leonard to LTIR trade on a goaltender. The, I think an interesting option that I'm curious that they're going to explore now is that they could take this extra cap space and potentially use it to address a different part of their roster. Now, the one I think that would be interesting to address would be, their forward depth because we've seen, you know, this off season and then even the season before they've lost a lot of key guys, obviously Patrick and Dodonov we've talked about have been traded this off season uh, before that in the Jack Eichel deal, Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs were sent out. Matthias Yanmark was lost in free agency this summer. The Knights have lost a lot of bodies and they are much thinner, especially in the bottom six than they have been in previous years. Now they could obviously now address that with their kind of extra $5 million in spending power. If that's something they want to do. Uh, Paul Stasny, who of course played two seasons for this team is still available on the open market. Uh, Phil Kessel, who your mileage may vary on what you think of Phil Kessel and kind of the value he could provide to a team at this stage of his career, but he's available. Uh, so are kind of, I think, some intriguing guys like Evan Rodriguez who had a breakout season for the Penguins last year, but it was an interesting breakout season where he was just incredible for about the first half, and then he was not incredible at all. The second half, so we got the bulk of his production done up front and then kind of declined the back half of the season. But still a guy that could potentially be worth looking into. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks let Sonny Milano go. He's an unrestricted free agent. He was not given a qualifying offer. He could be a guy that's at least worth, worth looking into as a potential depth forward kind of guy. So we'll see if that's something that they end up 
looking into, but that I think could be a creative way to use this kind of extra flexibility where they don't just have to go out and spend it on another goaltender because I think there are really few options available that would be appealing to use that money on a goaltender. And some of those guys like Varlamov just might not be available, that those avenues just might be close to the Knights at this point, this late in the offseason. Um, you know, I think I'm going to cut it off there. I think I'm going to end the conversation for now. Of course, this is going to be a story that we're tracking, like I said, for a long time, potentially the rest of this month, leading up to training camp, getting into the season, and of course, obviously heading into even uh, this next offseason when we're trying to figure out you know, when what Leonard's official status is. Uh, but we did want to get something up really quick today now that this breaking news is out there. There are so many tentacles and so many questions still left unanswered. But I think what we could all agree on for now is that this news that Robin Leonard is expected to miss the entire upcoming season is significant news for the Knights, and it really does put a damper on what has already been not that exciting of an offseason for fans who have already had to watch a lot of guys go out the door. Um, but like I said, that's going to do it for this edition of the Golden Edge Podcast. As a reminder, we are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. We are also presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal. Check out all our written work at reviewjournal.com. Once again, a reminder that got a big news story on you know, the news of the day out at reviewjournal.com. We'll have a follow-up story kind of going over a lot of these options we discussed for the nights in written form uh, for tomorrow's paper uh, and of course we are also presented by blue wire and if you guys great review subscribe whenever you do a podcast please do this one we would very much appreciate it uh you know thanks so much for listening everyone to this kind of scrambly episode since we were not expecting to record but with the news of today we just absolutely felt we had to uh but you know i'm ben goat this is the golden edge podcast we'll talk to you guys again real soon Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.